0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 69th episode of the Oligarchy Disruptor podcast with your host, Ben and Leon, and of course, we have the lovely Ashley down with us as well, joining us from Florida. I mean, yeah. no, oh, California. My bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Yes. I'm in California.
0: California. Hey. Uh, yeah. She's taking a cruise like I told you guys, uh, enjoying her time, spreading her wings over there. So how's it going, by the way? Fabulous. Uh,
1: it is beautiful here.
0: Cool. cool, cool. Uh, You told me it was sunny over there no? than it is in Illinois.
1: It is so sunny. It's I, I don't know if it's necessarily sunnier, but it's just the sun is a lot hotter.
0: Interesting. Yeah. It's only
1: in the probably six like high upper, upper 60s, but I'm getting a little burnt. <laughs>
0: no, I was, like I told you earlier, you look tan, you look tan, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but today, guys, uh, let's just go ahead and jump into it. We have an amazing episode for you. Um, we are going to talk about uh, the, CARES, I mean, not the CARES Act, the HEROES Act, Heroes. Uh, the one that was just passed last week by the House, um, led by the Democrats. And we're going to go dive into that, break it down for you, and how this basically was a giveaway um, to the insurance companies um, because they covered COBRA with this. So you'll learn about that in just a minute. I just, so let's go ahead and dive in to this article that we have for you um, from The Intercept. And uh, it covers very extensively what we're going to talk about. So as we see there, the, the queen herself, Mama Bear, as AOC likes to call <laughs> her, uh, Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House. And uh, this was uh, on May 12th, this article. So it is uh, very new. Um, but I wanted to start off by saying uh, one of the most impactful things to me that kind of stood out uh, when I saw and read this article, is that insurance companies uh, like United Healthcare, Humana, Cigna uh, have report have reported profits during this time um, amid record high unemployment levels. I think we're at thirty five. I'm pretty sure thirty five million people. A
1: million.
0: On and people have reported profits during the pandemic, uh, unemployment levels and have boasted that they don't expect to take a financial hit. That's the part that kind of got me the most because like how are they exempt from anything that's going on right now, you know? Like how how are insurance companies out of everybody the ones that are not taking a hit, you know? Um, And that is a huge thank you on their part To the Democrats and into Pelosi uh, because this is literally a huge giveaway to them uh, and we'll explain exactly why in this episode. Uh, So Ashley you kind of want to give like a brief uh, instance of how this kind of went down?
1: Um, Well I guess it's supposed to be kind of like a a second CARES Act right but this is um, not really for people it's more for the interest just a payout for the insurance companies but um they're kind of gearing it so that it seems like it's going to benefit people um and how how what they're saying is um well basically how it works is if you work for a company that offers uh health insurance and you um you have your health insurance through your employer then you normally have to pay some sort of premium um for your healthcare. Well, during this time, obviously a lot of people aren't working, so they're not able to pay those premiums. So this HEROES Act is supposed to pay COBRA um, for you, which is kind of um, this program that you can get on if you are not able to afford your insurance. Um, So they're going to pay all these premiums and everything so that people who are unable to work out of work right now don't have to pay for their premiums. which in theory, right, seems like a really great idea. Um, you know you don't want people to go without health insurance uh, you don't want people to have to pay for their health insurance if they can't really afford it. Um, you don't want people to not go get health care because they can't afford it um, but if you really think about this in the grand scheme of things, these are people who i don't want to I don't want to say all of these people can afford health their health insurance but um they're working for companies who pay them salary type um wages um these are people who make a decent decent living um or better and they're offered this insurance through their employer um which means that they're already given a lot of benefits and typically if you're given benefits from your job you're typically paid pretty well um, with from these employers so um, This act really does absolutely nothing for people who already don't have health insurance, for people who are paying for their health insurance through, like, um, you know, Obamacare and stuff like that. Um, And if they are not working and are unable to pay for their insurance, this does not help them whatsoever. It's only for people who are provided health insurance through their employer.
0: Exactly. Sorry, that
1: was so long, but...
0: (laughs) It was a great gist, though, because... um... And that's a huge injustice because it doesn't recognize those millions of people that either lack insurance to begin with or didn't have it um mm-hmm. and that's why this is just a huge problem like you'll know, uh, the the proponents of this and the people who support this they'll say that the reason why this is a good thing is because cobra pays the insurance companies to keep the things going right like to keep your plan going but it also, it, it's a huge giveaway because it's the government that's paying for that. And the government doesn't have its own yeah. money. They have our money. Taxpayer money. taxpayer is going to foot the bill for this. And they are paying, not only is it going uh, to the insurance companies now, uh, earlier went to the fucking big corporations, uh, Wall Street, uh, the biggest banks. Now it's going to, um, this, this bill is worth, I believe, uh, $3 trillion. Um, so it's the biggest one so far and look what happened with it. Like this is just an over and over reoccurring thing that we're seeing, uh, with these relief bills on this camera, this, uh, um, yeah, the relief bills that are coming out of, um, out of Congress during this time. It's absolutely insane. Uh, go ahead. So
1: I just, I, I just thought of this. Um, and it, 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 the people, it's really funny because you were offered, um, if you were offered healthcare through your employer, you get money taken out of your check weekly or you know, bi-weekly, however you're paid. I suppose it's normally bi-weekly or monthly, right? Um, and you pay for that out of your paycheck. So you are paying for your health insurance that your employer is offering to you. And this whole act is taking taxpayer money, um, people who are not paying for this health, who are not receiving any of this benefit, any of this healthcare, um, and then that money is being used so that the people who um, are already paying for this healthcare are able to receive their healthcare. Like you would think that they would already be receiving this healthcare because they've been paying into it, you know, kind of like when an employer pays into um, uh, unemployment so that if something happens, their, their, employee, their employees are covered. Um, you would think that that would be the same sort of thing, right? Now, instead, we have taxpayers people who are not being benefited by this at all, helping other people get their health insurance.
0: Yeah, it's a really interesting uh, way for the government to kind of respond to this. Uh, interesting is a very nice way to put it, um, in my opinion, of course. But let's go on to try to explain how they kind of dropped the ball here uh, and how this really went down. So I kind of highlighted it here for you guys to see uh, in late April, dozens of industry groups, including influential conservative, um, including the influential conservative chamber of commerce, <clears throat> sent a letter to congressional leadership, asking for direct subsidies for COBRA, expanding uses for health savings accounts and increasing eligibility to access healthcare. So these guys sent them a letter to Congress, like you guys should cover this. And here's the reason why. As we, dis- uh, as we see here, a couple weeks earlier, Uh, the nation's second largest health insurance lobby, America's uh, health insurance plans joined a congressional call with members of the conservative Democratic Blue Dog Caucus to ask for protections for employer coverage. So they were actively reaching out, uh, not only with a letter to Congress uh, that they mentioned in late April, but early a couple weeks earlier with the call um, with Democratic, um, with conservative Democratic members in the house mm-hmm. uh, on April 13th to, to talk about direct uh, payments or subsidies for COBRA. So, Which we
1: should not forget that these are people who, as you mentioned before, are more likely to be able to afford their health care than people who already do not have health care.
0: 100%. And that's what's really messed up about this, uh, or actually one, one just one part of it. It's a problem. And else.
1: yet. And yet House Democrats are appealing to these people. And, 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 and meanwhile, they've been fighting for the complete other half, other, not even half, other 90% of the Democratic Party. That's who they've really been fighting for, this fighting for this whole time, you know, working class families, people who can't afford, uh, who, who aren't making a living wage. And now they're actually helping.
0: hmm um, what's really interesting um, about uh, this as well is that one person who was on that A- April 13th call um, who works for one of the insurers and apparently was not authorized to speak publicly about the conversation said AIHP's push for targeted relief from, to employers who pay premiums to insurance companies was puzzling, given, given that insurance companies have seen recent profits. Uh, AHIP discussed from the perspective of protecting employer-sponsored coverage, which would be the health plan. That's what they sell, you know? So they are, they're per- kind of framing it like they're protecting Americans. They're in it to, uh, like, save lives or whatever. But they're pushing the health care, s- like, plans that they sell um, to these people. And they're p- pushing it on the government now to step in. Yep. Uh, so this yep. is why that's a huge giveaway this is yeah it's
1: just like the it's just like when governor cuomo talked about how the cost of ventilators has tripled since this pandemic it's you know people have people see this opportunity to make money and it's disgusting opportunity to make money and they have seized the day
0: they definitely have seized the opportunity uh to do so just along with other giant businesses uh, and we know that this is not, of course, unique to the Democrats. It's also in the Republican Party as well. Uh, the two party duopoly holds a firm grip on all of us um, with their sponsorships, their corporate sponsorships from uh, their uh, from the donor class. So that's what we're seeing. Yeah. Of, we're playing. Funny out.
1: to see because they were talking with the conservative Democratic. Like,
0: like why pockets. do you think they have so much power, right? With uh, an influence with the legislators? It's because. They, um, they lobby, they lobby to Congress, we all know this, right? They, mm-hmm. they um, spend millions, uh, probably nearing billions now, uh, if, if it hasn't reached out already, um, trying to sway the, the opinions of the legislators, the people that make the laws and regulate these, these companies and these people, right? Um, on top of that, they form super PACs, they donate directly to their campaigns, bankroll their campaigns, and that's why this is all going down like uh yeah. that's why they have so much influence uh because the, the oligarchs the people in power the business and the donor class have always held the firm grip over our nation and they're the ones that ultimately make the decisions um, which is what's happened here like all they had to do was send a letter uh make a few calls make a phone call. got three uh, uh over three trillion dollars um to just give away like this, uh, the Hi- the Heroes Act, which is one of the most important, like like I said, uh, it's the biggest bill that's come across uh, in the pandemic and definitely within the last uh, like last few years, decades, whatever you want to call it, for like a relief bill, and um, it's another massive giveaway at a time when everybody lost a lot of people are losing health insurance no one has financial stability and this those two biggest things are this care act or the this heroes act does not address either of those two main issues they would rather give money uh, and put it in in the hands of the insurance companies and uphold this fucked up healthcare system that we have in the united states rather than give direct cash payments to us or um, or just eliminate uh, all the payments to the uh, insurance companies and say like you can't cancel their shit like you just can't do that right now. Instead of having the political will and the balls to stand up to them, they'd they'd rather just pay them, you know. And yeah. that says that speaks volumes to me. Like that's what's most infuriating and uh, frustrating about the situation is that they know what's right, they know what they're doing, but and they know how much they could help us, but they're just choosing not to. They, do, they lack the political will, the political courage to stand up to their either their parties, their donors, or anything like that. It's an, enough to make a sizable uh, difference with this. So uh, yeah. I'm sorry to kind of rant, but th- that's like no. the main gist uh, behind this all, I think. Um, you're taking any of that? Or before we go back to the thing, if you want to comment on anything?
1: Um, i mean just i just think that it's very it hopefully is very eye opening to um our to you all our listeners um and t- to other people who aren't listening who are just like noticing um you know these articles coming out about what this bill is actually doing um there are definitely going to be struggling americans that this does help because they are one income households and they you know Depended on this, um, you know, employer offered insurance. But there are also plenty of people who are actually still working right now, who are still working during the pandemic, who are not getting health insurance, um, and yet are most at risk at getting this. Um, and the fact that Democrats have routinely said that they do not agree with our healthcare system right now um, and are now choosing to pay. Them off are helping to, to keep the system going.
0: I think you bring up a really great point because, like, if you guys remember, just a short time ago, not—I mean, now that is like the election, the presidential election cycle. Um, a lot of the Democratic candidates, in fact, most—if not all of them—I believe, other than like Joe Biden, who fucking turned out to be the nominee. Um, <laughs> supported Medicare for all, you know, universal health care.
1: Go figure, (laughs) and he's the candidate.
0: (laughs) I wonder why, I wonder why, um, and he in fact has said that if that bill was signed, put in front of him in the White House, he would not- That he would never sign it, So like, like what are, what are we doing? Like we're shooting ourselves in the foot, and this uh, article actually kind of mentions that. Uh, they mentioned that how, um, Congressional Democrats and Democrats in general are setting themselves for policy and political failure by adopting the industry group's request to improve Cobra only temporarily for the next year. The provision of the Heroes Act runs through January 1st, 2021, setting the United States up for a healthcare crisis at the, at the start of President Donald Trump's second term or a Joe Biden administration, which I'm calling it. not going to happen, but we'll see. I don't know. I don't want to put my hand on the crystal ball just yet. Uh, let's go on this it all goes it also goes on to say on a purely political level there is no reason to believe that the crisis will be over by november or that the senate republicans are going to have any interest in passing more stimulus measures if trump loses so the democrats are basically what they're saying there is the democrats are basically wasting their time um w- trying to do this kind of stuff and they're losing they're they're going to lose their leverage soon enough uh early on they, what they should have done is use all the political pressure uh, that they had from the American people, um, from ev- everywhere, basically, that it was coming from, to get something done, get some relief bill passed through the government to get uh, the main things that people wanted, the, the big issues, right? Healthcare and address mm-hmm. financial stability but they have done neither of those things. And they've multiple measures up until now, um, which I think- To is help big in corporations. But, but the thing to know, uh, notice there why I bring it up is because earlier on, they had a shit ton of leverage. The Democrats had a ton of leverage. And with that first stimulus bill, uh, what happened, it was just a, a fucking giveaway. It, it was a giveaway just like this one is a giveaway. Um, and it was shady. They didn't even want to fucking, it was a roll call vote. They didn't even want their names to be associated with this. So we know uh, that this is just uh, another ploy to, to pander to their voters uh, come election time and make them think that they're actually doing something and they care about us uh, when the reality is the direct opposite. Um, when the sad reality is the exact opposite. So um, anything there? or do you, uh, Let's go ahead and uh, go back here. So, um, another, um, let's see, uh, one thing that I did want to mention with this article, last thing I wanted to mention, uh, that I wanted to mention, I don't know about you, um, is a quote from Bernie Sanders that he wrote in an op-ed on April 28th, criticizing the Democrats' push to subsidize COBRA, saying, quote, subsidizing COBRA, as they have suggested, would be both expensive and ineffective. Not only would health insurance corporations make massive profits off the plan, profits that come at the cost of the American taxpayer, but it would still leave tens of millions uninsured or underinsured, he wrote. Expanding COBRA during the pandemic would do nothing to cover those who already lacked insurance. Uh, He added noting that the program subsidies for premiums would not provide relief for low-income workers who have to pay high deductibles. Um, so I think Bernie makes a really great point there, but at the same time, bro, like you should have, you should have said something earlier, you know, like we see through yeah. you bro, like at least awesome this podcast we know we see through you, Ashley and I come on we we're we're watching you bro, we know that you didn't stand up when it was your time when you had the most leverage when you had the most people behind you supporting you um and uh that speaks volumes, so um even though you don't to do the right thing now, it sounds like um. A little too little too late uh, especially when like as we just read they're probably gonna lose a lot of their leverage uh come time when uh president trump is uh back in office so yeah um yeah so wins reelection so any thoughts uh any departing last thoughts um on this topic
1: i feel like i feel like i've said a lot i i just i agree with this I, I agree with the idea of how, making sure that people are covered, that their health insurance is not a worry during this time. Um, obviously, I think that that should not be a worry ever. Um, but however, I think that this bill is not, its not going to help the people who are really the most concerned right now, um, which are people who are most likely to get sick because they're still working. Um, And then, you know, people who are uninsured and, you know, afraid that if they do get sick, they're not going to be able to afford it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just hope that enough people wake up and see that this is not. Democrats are not fighting for us, guys. Clearly not fighting for us. Yeah, (laughs) um,
0: the majority of the Democrats need to wake up uh, to that reality. Um, I was just seeing earlier today someone comment about uh some some I believe it was Megan McCain's said something about Obama and she had a lot of shit talked about her, even though what she said was right. I don't a hundred percent know what she said, to be honest with you. But I think it's really interesting that you bring that up because you guys, the Democrats or I don't know, uh, whoever's listening or watching this, you need to just um come into politics with an open mind, you know? Because or and actually retain and like be in politics an open mind because when you start off and then you're like learning or whatever, like, okay, I like this, I like that, fine, right? Um, But where the problem is, is that like A, single issue voters, that's a huge problem. Uh, Another thing is just like uh, fixating on your party and just kind of playing it like a team sport or like seeing it like that, uh, like my team's winning, your team's losing bullshit, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, When we're all neighbors and we're all in this country together, we're all in it together. Um, So you need to be open and aware to different types of policies, different people, different candidates, different ideologies, uh, different things that would, mm, would bring about the kind of changes that you would want to see in our country. You know, like we all want nice things, but we don't fight forward enough to be able to get those things. You know, absolutely. I say, um, what I think is really interesting and that kind of brings up uh, another point that I wanted to bring up is that a lot of the people, uh, a lot of people think that the government can do things, right? Uh, they can't spend a lot of money on this because uh, we're, we're broke. We're $27 trillion in debt, right? Uh, they'll say that time and time again. But as we know and as we've, we keep finding out during the pandemic, this pandemic of 2020, the coronavirus is that that's bullshit. They can print as much money as they want. This is a fiat currency. the currency. And they
1: have been.
0: Exactly. And they have been doing it for the corporations, for the biggest banks, for Wall Street, uh, and now for the insurance companies upholding the, the uh, most costly per capita healthcare insurance system in the entire world um and as we know it's more most expensive because of the insurance companies themselves mm-hmm. so they're just getting rich off of this motherfuckers um but i i just wanted to mention that that's all bullshit like all their excuses all the politicians excuses is all bullshit they can do whatever they want they just have to have the will the political will and the courage to be able to do so and stand up to either their party the president uh, the establishment, the deep state, uh, whatever can be or it should be, what happens to those types of people? It's because it's, they're scared of it. That's why they don't do it. What happens to those types of people? People like Ralph Nader that stood up. Um, they don't, they get cast aside. They get uh, forgotten about, you know, and they get shit, they get slandered. And-
1: Politically ostracized.
0: Absolutely. So, that's- <laughs> And that's what Bernie Sanders didn't want.
1: Discommunicated.
0: That's what Bernie Sanders didn't want this time around. Mm-hmm. so we have to be aware of that we have to be aware of everything like do you think we didn't want to like bernie sanders like i wanted to love him like i want to win you know uh, and anyway, yeah. for him to do all these things but i had to keep an open mind that not all these people think the same way i do not all of them want the same things but we have to be aware absolutely of everything they're doing we have to be aware of the truth we have yeah. to be the truth
1: yeah well and i think that it's really and we've t- talked about this before i don't want to like get off off base too much, but that's what is so important about being able to have an open discussion with people who you disagree with and people who disagree with you um, and not have this, it's good, good it's just good conversation you know, it's not anything that we should be fearful of because in the long run we learn from each other
0: 100% hundred percent. So on that end, we will, I mean, on that note, we will uh, end this episode. So once again, <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in uh, and joining us uh, to learn about how the Democrats are completely fucking as us, per uh, uh, <laughs> usual. So uh, thanks. And please follow us on our social media pages. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're on YouTube. Uh, we have our own website where we write articles. Go ahead, check that out. Uh, you can find us most or of us our handles, <laughs> pretty much. Um, but you can find us at our handle, which is at, uh, always podcast on most of these platforms. You'll be able to find us. So thanks again, guys. And we will see you on the next episode. Okay. Bye.